Like I, w- I would die right now if I tried to go out there and play. Right. I would Although, like I would act, like I would literally die. Obama, <laughs> Obama's looking for a gig. Obama is a Bears fan, so <sighs> that could That's be true. a slight problem. Otherwise, I think he'd be the front runner. But like, I mean, Elon Musk perhaps uh, could develop some sort of AI coaching robot. BJ Raji. BJ, that's why he left. <laughs> I've applied. I've applied to be that coach. So, man, if Vince Lombardi was still around, and I'm like, well, he's not. Um, and <laughs> the game has changed a tad. I usually just bulk up, but this year I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay lean. Yeah, cannon that shoots cheese. <laughs> go, Pac, go. Hi, this is Jerry Kramer, and you're listening to The Sweep. Oh, I have sizzle. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people going. All right, here we go, fella. Let's have a little fun today. What is happening, Pack Nation? Welcome to the Sweet Podcast. I am your host, Fred Thurston. The Green Bay Packers have decided that it was time to flip the script and start anew with the firing of Mike McCarthy midseason, which was followed then by the firing of McCarthy's right-hand man, Winston Moss, after a tweet he had posted about Aaron Rodgers. Basically, folks, it feels like times are changing and we are about to go on one hell of a ride. Maybe a good one, maybe a bad one, but drama is on our side and we are going to talk about it. And with me tonight to talk about it, none other than Mr. Cameron Gilbert. How are you tonight, Fred? Overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. We're not used to it. It's not our style. We like to be the small town team. We stay out of the headlines. It's kind of crazy. You turn on ESPN, you turn on anything, social media, whatever, it's Packers. That is that is the news. It's it 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 feels weird. We haven't had yeah. to deal with it in a while, and it, it it just it's you know it's a weird thing. If I was a eighty year old man, I would say ah, change is no good. I I don't know if I'd want it, but uh, here we are, and and I don't think that uh, I don't think anyone's going to argue that change was needed. But I think I want to talk to you a little bit about how it went down and kind of see your your opinion. I know there's been a lot of different opinions out there. We've seen it. Uh, but before we get into it, let's quick shout out to our sponsors, the Ground Round and Nina and Pride and Glory Clothing Company. You can check them both out at groundroundnina.com and prideandglory63.com for awesome deals. Um, and while you're at it, make sure and check out The Sweep on Facebook. Go up to the little search button, type in The Sweep. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at The Sweep Podcast. And we are now on SoundCloud. So make sure and check those spots out. Uh, we'll, we're everywhere. It's, it's where you need to be. So um, crazy week. It's going to get even crazier. What are your Big, first thoughts? First thoughts coming into it. I was very happy that the move was made uh, the night after that loss. And um, I think was there's, that like shotgun feeling, or was it? I mean, do you still feel that way? I mean, there's good and bad to come with it. You know, you mentioned like being in the headlines, being in the media all the time. Now, that's 
bad. And when you and when you have like all these, you know, conspiracy theories like um, Aaron Rodgers sabotaging the team, Aaron Rodgers was colluding with Putin. Uh, he's he's done. He has, uh, you know, he's got some like thoracic condition in his shoulder. You know, all this stuff. You you hear this stuff, you see this stuff, and and you're going to talk about some of these crazy uh, theories and crazy ideas about what's going to happen tonight, but um, that stuff's no good. But, you know, I've said it before. I, th- I think the, and you hear it all the time, you know, this is a business. This is a business. And the Packers are a very traditional organization, but they need to reflect the rest of the industry and they need to move faster. They need to move uh, more reflective of other moves, you know, just like offensive styles, things like that. Um, and, and that's what we're doing now. And that's the way we're moving now. And I like that a lot. Well, it's time we caught up. I yeah, mean, exactly. I, it's, I've talked to a lot of people over the last few days and it's kind of one of those, those strange feelings because part of me loves the tradition. Part of me loves the Lombardi era and the way that things were built and the way that things have stayed and the fact that we don't cater to most other, you know, outside situations, uh, whether it be within the NFL or outside of it, you know, we stick to our guns and we do what we do and that's how we've done it. And we've been pretty damn successful doing it. That being said, I think we've all sort of watched that start to get lapped. We've, we've, we're seeing us not contend when we should be contending at a different level. And I think, that's where I think I've kind of started to come around in the whole situation. Um, the, the issue here, the, people, the thing that people have talked about is the way that it was done, uh, it being mid-season, something that has not happened uh, in the Green Bay Packers organization for a very long time. Early 50s, uh, I believe, was the last time that anyone in the Green Bay Packers organization was let go. Um, which is pretty crazy, but I think that's, again, a telling sign of the way that the Green Bay Packers organization is ran. Um, do you think it was, it was fair or foul that they did it then? I, I mean, I think – here's my quick thought. My quick thought on it is that I watched the press conference following everything with uh, Mark Murphy and Gutekinds, and Murphy kept using the word embarrassing. Um, following the Cardinals game. And I don't think there's a better word to describe it. When the playoffs are on the line, you're a home team in that weather situation, playing a team from Arizona, hot weather team. And you just, like there was just nothing there. No life whatsoever. What are you, what are you doing? What are you asking for in that situation? You know, like I, I don't. Th- you're not leaving your boss with much of a choice, and I don't. I don't really li- like. Like uh, we've mentioned this. Like I, it's kind of a power gra- grab by Mike Mark Murphy. It looks like uh, right now, and uh, I don't know how comfortable I am with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I like that they made that move. I like that they. You know, if it had been an away game, they could have Lane Kiffin him um, because. It, it's embarrassing and you, you knew your job was on the line. You knew the season was on the line and it's, it's just like, you know, it's too important to these fans. It's too important to this team who's always been very conservative and, and like 
you know, we've been so blessed with these wonderful quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, if we hadn't made the move to move on from the waffling Favre, like, we wouldn't have won that Super Bowl. And, you know, like, that's, that's like the last time we were like, you know what, shucks, we're loyal to you, but you've been, you've been kind of jerking us around. Um, and and you got to be a little bit more cutthroat. You got to be a little bit more businesslike because things change way too fast in this league to to not maximize the talent that you have, and you have the greatest quarterback of all time on your roster. So yeah. one of the one of the the main things that I I gathered from the Arizona game was you know, and I kind of mentioned it the last episode is I think we all knew McCarthy was going to be gone. Right. That was like sort of a dead man walking. Yeah. yeah, At some point, you know, end of the season, I don't think anyone necessarily thought mid season, but definitely end of the season, no doubt. So as a team, as a lot of those players had played with him for a little while, not, you know, it's a pretty young team, but for the most part, a, a pretty good portion of that team was under McCarthy for more than one year. They didn't go out and fight for him. They didn't go out and play for him, you know, like if, if you know that your coach that has coached you for 13 years or eight years or six years is going to be fired at the end of the season, don't you kind of give him a rally? Don't you give him one last hurrah and, and just let her rip for a couple games and let him go out maybe on a higher note? No, they came out and they looked deader than dead. And, and to me, that just proved the point Yeah, that this team had fallen so far from McCarthy's grasp that it was just, it had to be done and it had to be done now. Um, not, only, not only was the message dead, but he refused to change the message. He refused to grow. Yeah. And, and that led to his demise. And, uh, you know, like the Jeff Saturday comments about uh, the eye rolling at the play calling and the changing the calls at the line all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. So that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah. It's, it's a little tough uh, to go back to what I was saying with, with how I, I agree or disagree with it. You know, I, I don't always love the way that it has to be, you know, publicly done. And I don't like the fact that, you know, it wasn't, maybe it could have been done a little bit more behind closed doors kind of. Uh, but on the other part of it, you're right. I think we need a little bit of that cutthroat. We need a little bit of that, that aggressiveness in the front office and in just in the organization as a whole. And it kind of, this is going to sound weird, but it kind of made me feel like a, like a bad boy. Like, I liked that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, get rid of them. Like, let's go. Like, let's, you know, it's like we've been choir boys for so damn long. Well, I, I think, like, I the. I kind of want a little, I, I think, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go Raiders. I don't right. want to go. Redskins. I don't want to go Bengals. I'm not saying I want to go full-fledged white trash Billy. I'm just saying I'd like to maybe take a step into some, you know, maybe turn on that Kiss album, you know, and and get a little yeah, creative. yeah, get you know, get, get a little creative with the eye black and stuff like that. And uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing the heel. I mean, you've got like two of the most lucrative uh commercial actors and clay matthews and aaron Rodgers, right just nice <laughs> nice national faces yeah. Yeah. but um yeah i don't think there's anything wrong in playing the heel i don't think there's anything i mean i think i hate to go back i mean i i repeatedly compare us to the patriots 
But look at the narrative last year with the Garoppolo trade and the, all the internal strife. And where is that now? Where is it? It's gone. And, and you know, they, they went out and they beat the Chiefs. Like, like I, I mean, they, they may have lost a couple games, but, you know, they're still, you know, they're going to run through the playoffs. Like, I have no doubt about it. And that's just yeah. like they play for each other, they play for Belichick, and they are just cutthroat. And you see that in the personnel and how they kind of come together. Um, and like, you know, if, 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 if Tom Brady didn't have like 15 years under his belt and five Super Bowls or whatever, he, if he had said, you know, what he said about, uh, Malcolm Brown, he would have been cut. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, like that's just the, the type of culture that they have. And, um, I like that, uh, maybe Mark Murphy has to play the foil or has to play the dark side kind of guy here um because yeah i mean we 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 have the back end of a career here and and like a lot of people are saying this move is two three years late and i don't disagree um you have to maximize what you got i think it's a little i don't i don't know if mark murphy is capable of being the dark side um i just i don't think that's me being my own weird self but I, i look at him and i just i don't see it i don't feel it i don't I don't catch it. Gudekunst cutthroat. Like I look at him and I think full fledged, he's going to do what it takes, no matter what it takes to, to put, put together this championship team. And I think he can, I think he whispers not so sweet nothings into Mark Murphy's ear to get him to kind of make these moves. Cause I don't know if, if Murphy's really got that, but, um, you know, maybe he does. Maybe he's. Maybe there is something there. Maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong, and maybe maybe Mark Murphy's just a cutthroat son of a bitch. I don't well, know. I'd love to hear your your thoughts on this. Um, they came out and they said Aaron Rodgers will have no part in choosing the next head coach. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think was the one who said, "Hey, can we make a press release about this?" Do you think it was Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Or is that Mark Perhaps. Murphy just saying, hey, I let's clarify? No, I don't think it would be Aaron. I think it's Murphy. I think it comes down to Murphy's law, and I think he's going he's gonna to make the choices on everything here. But I think that for them, for Mark and for even for Goot a little bit, as much as I think we all know that that's probably bullshit, I think they have to come out and, and just establish – whose house it is kind of thing. Right. Uh, even though we all know who really owns the house. But I, I think they're trying to say, hey, we're going to do that. There's no way that Rogers has absolutely no put in this. And I'm not saying. Of course. I mean, he at least has veto power. He, yeah. He's not going to go in. He's not going to go, you know, sit in these, these guys' living rooms and try to woo them. But, yeah, yeah he's definitely, if it's, if it's somebody that he's like, I, there's just no way then for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think I do, this Brett Favre rumor has a lot of traction. I don't think that's going to work. Probably not. I don't know. But, you know, there's been some good ones. Um, I mean, we can we – can do you want to get into some good names, some good ideas here? I've been Which, following uh, Kyle Cuisinaw, I believe is how you say his last name on Twitter. Um, Fantastic guy. He's been on Facebook and Twitter. He's been following some of the people from Facebook and their 
interesting uh, ideas on who could be some coaching candidates um, and just some, just some general ideas of, of where the Packers are headed. But uh, it's a couple of them here. I'll read a couple of them for you. He's got one here, uh, Ray from Manitoba over on Facebook wonders, is it time Aaron moved on? We need a more balanced attack. Most teams Rodgers plan for the next play without a problem. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle responds and says, it's safe to assume that Ray doesn't really have a firm grasp on the ins and outs of the salary cap. Um, <clears throat> very true. Uh, I, I, you know what? I read a lot of these. And you know what? I love the fans. I love Ray is them. Matt Patricia in disguise. <laughs> there he is again. He's everywhere. Matt Patricia is everywhere. And yet nowhere all at the same time. He's got so uh, many phones, so many Twitter accounts. He's got so a, a phone for each fake Twitter account he has. He, he doesn't know that he can do multiple. He goes home and he has an entire room just filled with screens that he just masterminds. Um, another one, uh, he said that Floyd on Facebook, who, who doesn't seem like a nice enough fella, or who does seem like a nice enough fella, is going to start a campaign for Tony Romo to get an interview for the Packers head coaching job. I love it. Wisconsin boy. Yeah. Bring him out of the booth. Just It's a trend. We're ahead of the trend because Gruden was the first. He broke the wall. Do we have to give him a $100 million contract? I think we do. Ten years, five years, $100 million. Let's double it up. Okay. <laughs> Just incentivize. He's a Wisconsin boy. He would love it. I love his analysis. And, the, you know, I think, I think like, people who, are, who don't like him, I don't know what you're talking about. He's, oh, my God, he's one of the best if commentators anyone, we've had in years. If anyone does not like Tony Romo as a – if anyone does not like Tony Romo as a analysis guy – Come fight me. Yeah. Like, Come to my it. house. I'm I'll just, fight I'm you. Just, like, I'm going to go down. Like, we're going to throw down. Because I'll tell you what. When, he, when I heard the news, I laughed. And I thought, oh, my gosh, there's just no way. He is my absolute favorite commentator on any sport on any day. Like, I love it. I love, I love the way that he'll he breaks things down. I love the way that he, he tells stories, but I also like how he calls the plays before the plays happen. Not yeah. He, can see, he sees what's happening. Yeah. Just enough. Like he just, just the tip. He just plays that game where he just wants you to like know that, Hey, I still got it. Yeah. And I'll teach you like simple stuff. He's like, Oh, they're right. there. It's, it's two high safeties, but they're blitzing this one. That's an easy yeah. hand signal. And for they'll say, a slant. Hey, like, hey, watch, watch the linebacker. He's going to float to the left. Like right, right. it happens. You're like, Oh, Oh, and then you start to notice that stuff. Like you're, getting, right. you're basically getting film study 101 with Tony Romo every Sunday. So, again, if you want to bitch about it, come fight us. And Collinsworth tries to get that pro football focus stuff in there, but oh my God, I, I can't handle him. I no. can't handle him. And you know, what's, you know what? Uh, to, to piggyback on that, his son, Jack Collinsworth, is getting very involved in the NFL. Uh, He's on NFL Live, I think, on ESPN. He's just – he's starting to make his name known, I guess, I, which is whatever. Not nearly as annoying of a voice. Um, that's, that's an improvement. It is an improvement, but he – I can't tell yet if, if, he's, if he's still frat boy or not. Right. He's got a little bit of frat boy to him, and that concerns me. Um, but I would say at this rate, he's better than his dad. So that's a, that's a plus. Um, this one you're going to love. 
This is another one from Kyle Cuisinot on Twitter. Uh, great guy. Make sure that you guys follow him. He does a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, he's got a huge beard too, which is, you know, where we're all headed. Um, he writes, uh, Billy on Facebook, who uh, is a real piece of work, if he's being honest, asks if anyone who is a Packers shareholder was given any type of vote or received some sort of message, email, or call <laughs> about letting McCarthy go. You got to read your stock, Billy. Oh, Billy. Billy, Billy know, boy. I don't know who your financial <laughs> advisor is, but you need to get involved because... You got to read the certificate, buddy. It yeah. says you have no power here. <laughs> Billy likes to drink soda. <laughs> Miss oh Lippy's car is green. Yes, if we can get that in on every show, I'd be really happy. About oh, that. yeah. Um, that one was absolutely one of my favorites. I was cracking up. Um, two more, though. I got Robert on Facebook ponders Rex Ryan for head coach and Rob Ryan for offensive coordinator. Kyle responds with, should I tell him that Rob Ryan has not coached any position on the offensive side of the ball since he was – That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Tennessee State, he coached running backs from 1989 to 1993. But we're going to have him come run our offense. Like, does – I don't think people – people don't – think about it people just think oh name boom i'm gonna put it in there right like i've i mean i i these are kyle's but i i can't even tell you how many brett Favre's i've seen how many donald drivers i've seen uh i think i've seen a greg jennings um it, it's, I, don't, I don't know i don't know if people know how this works but anyway uh last one sarah over on facebook thinks thinks the packers should bring in barry alvarez to be the next head coach, head coach, she says, if he can turn around Wisconsin, he can turn around Green Bay. She then <laughs> for folks to tell her why she's wrong. Huh. Oh so, man, Sarah, I'm sorry. I don't think Barry isn't interested in coaching um, the Green Bay Packers. Well, hey, Mark Murphy was an athletic director at Northwestern, but I think that Barry's got a pretty good gig. Yeah, I down think there, fine. down there in Madison. So, um, and actually, you know what? Of those, I I do really like Romo as a coach. Maybe someday, but I think he likes his life too much, and I think he likes being a a really I, good golfer. And I think I think I see Romo as uh, coaching his sons up through high school. And oh sure, yeah, he's a he's a wholesome like, dude. Head coach, like at a high school, for sure, and, and being probably extremely successful. Um, he's got, I think he's got a couple boys or something like that, but one of them is already like a, a, a machine when it comes to throwing the ball. So that's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, but let's, let's, I mean, I want to kind of get into your head a little bit about where you think we're going to go um, when it comes to the, the head coaching position and stuff like that. But first, um, quick take a minute and say hey to the, the people over at the Ground Round. Hello, Packer fans. Ryan from the Ground Round checking in. For those looking to make holiday shopping easy, we've got you covered. Our dinner and a movie package is a great stocking, stocking stuffer. For $49.99, you get a $50 Ground Round gift card, two Marcus Cinema movie passes, and a popcorn voucher. If you're looking for something a little simpler, check out our Bounce Back program. For every $25 you spend in ground round gift cards, you get a $5 bounce back coupon in return. 
You can save that $5 for yourself or add it to another gift you are given. Both gift card specials are available through the rest of the year. If you're looking to get together with friends and family over the holidays, don't forget about our seven-day happy hour. Happy hour is offered from 3 to 6 and 9 to midnight every day of the week, in addition to daily specials like Tuesday Bogo Burgers and our award-winning fish fry. Wishing for a playoff run this Christmas. Go Pack Go. And but, back si- but, but seriously, let's talk about let's Let's get serious about this. All right. That's All right. So we, let's break it down. We talked about Josh McDaniels last week. Yeah. And I love, I love me some Josh McDaniels. Um, I feel it though. I just don't feel I, it. I agree with you on that. A couple other guys I like. Pete Carmichael Jr. Okay. From. He's the, the Saints OC. Yep. And he has been there as a quarterback's coach and a passing coordinator since, I think, you know, forever, since 2006. Since Archie. Right. Well, he's, I mean, he's been, you know, he's basically had Bree's whole career in his hands. So that's a guy who, you know, okay, seems like a logical let, fit. Let me quick ask you a question about him, though. Why has he only stayed there? Is it is he completely loyal, or is he just – is he not head coach material? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess he loves Sean Payton, but, say, but yeah, it's been 12 years. Like, you could say the same thing about, like, Winston Moss then, you know, who right. was the right-hand man of McCarthy – I know he had many interviews, never seemed to go anywhere with it, you know, like, cause you got, you equate, you, you look at these, when you're looking for a head coach, you always look at these teams, you look at the, the successful teams, the good, good quarterbacks teams. And then you just go down the line, head coach, office coordinator, quarterbacks, coach, let's bring him in for an interview. Um, right. We've had two arguably the best of all time in our possession for a while. And, Winston Mall. You know what I mean? Like that just seems weird to me, but anyway, keep going. Well, I mean that, that makes, that's like a safe, a safe pick for me. I mean, that's what, that's like, you know, where McCarthy came from is, is that kind of, and another one is uh, the chief's guy, the enemy, the, um, sleeping with being enemy, being enemy, being an enemy. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Uh, Eric, Eric. So many Billy Madison references. Oh, uh, (laughs) You're gonna give Eric the head coaching job? <laughs> no, uh, but <laughs> keep her coming, man. Yeah, but uh, you know, KC is just such an enticing offense, and he's—I mean—he's only been there for five years, um, and I think you saw them do some cool things with Alex Smith last year. Yeah. Um, and Andy Reid coaching tree is always fun. So there's another sort of logical, uh, safe choice. Okay. Um, one guy who I am totally flipping on and I was wrong about completely, and he is my only college exception at this point, is Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, another two first names guy, and I know your mama told you never to trust us, but uh, I love his style. I love his moves. And uh, I love his offense so much. And and there's I love his offense for three reasons, and I'll and – I'll, you know, I'll, I'll hang up after this and, and take your answer off the air. But uh, I, I think the way he coaches the offensive line uh, is perfect for what we have. And it would keep us from having to draft somebody like a Quentin Nelson uh, next year, like, like expending a high draft pick on a road grading offensive lineman. Uh, because they can run from pass blocking stances and from – uh, a catch block, which is basically um, 
when you're doing play action or when you're doing uh, any type of, of draw, a catch block is basically your offensive linemen aren't really stepping forward or driving you down the field, but they're doing what the Packers offensive line does really well, which is, is catching you really close to them and kind of it's, it's sort of a legal way to hold by putting your, your arms uh, outside of, of the, of the pad level and just kind of keeping a guy in close to you. Cause then, he has to look for the ball with his eyes and he can't really feel where he's being driven. Uh, this is like from the defensive lineman's perspective, he can't really feel the flow of the play uh, from where you're trying to make him go. So it's really easy to fake him out. Uh, and when that happens, it's really hard for linebackers to read uh, what's going on in the backfield as well. And they have to find the ball too. So they get sucked into play action really easily as well. And uh, I just think that that's a perfect way for us to incorporate the personnel that we have already on offense, and we can really focus on defense uh, if we incorporate um, his offense. The second reason I love his offense is because it's so good at, at misdirection. There's a lot of novelty built into it. He'll pull like half the side of a line um, on like a like a, a an off tackle run play from shotgun. Um, and it just, you know, it, it sucks the whole defense over there, but then he'll throw a flare to like the fullback going the other way later in the game. And it's like a 20 yard gain. And, uh, just the way he coaches offense, it's so predicated on game flow and what the defense gives the quarterback that it's so antithetical to everything that Mike McCarthy has ever given us that I, that I'm in love with it already. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so alien to everything I've seen in a team I'm a fan of. Um, and then just the third reason is that he just gets his guys to play for him. And I love, I love the way they mix up personnel and use backup running backs and backup tight ends and stuff like that to just kind of suck safeties out of the middle of the field. And it's just, it's a, it's a really beautiful offense when it works well. And they use a lot of different uh, levels in the backfield as well. Like uh, backs will be set up in front of and behind the, the quarterback and kind of these hybrid pistol formations that just uh, that are really interesting because it, it just like you don't know what's coming. And uh, in, in, in the NFL right now, I think that could work really well as a pro style kind of uh, spread. And that's, that, that's my, my pitch, my Lincoln Riley pitch. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my Ted talk. All right. All right, everybody. Good. Uh... Oh, Ted, what Ted's doing right now. Um, you know, I struggle sometimes with, with the college coaches. And I, they enamor me when I'm watching a college football game, but I, I just I haven't always seen it translate so well to the NFL. Um, and I think that just gives me that little bit of fear that I, I shouldn't maybe always have. Um, I've watched a few Oklahoma games – you're right on with everything you said. I think it's super fascinating what they do, and I think it would work. I don't know, though, how it works with Aaron Rodgers and a young quarterback. Or, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers and a young coach. Like, is that gonna, is it going to mesh? Are they going to, like, become bros? Uh, is he going to challenge them? Is Rodgers going to think, I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm older than you. You don't really know what you're talking about. Like well, that's well, my concern as well. Yeah. And, and here's something that, that I love about watching Aaron Rodgers play and it's exceptional, especially when you go to Lambeau 
is that he will make the field three-dimensional in a way that no other quarterback can. Uh, the way he is able to pick tight spots and to, to use different arm angles and different bases from where he's throwing, like, I mean, he can be running in any direction and throw in any direction. He, he is literally uh, the, the god of quarterbacks. I, I mean, I, I can't talk about him enough. Um, but I think he would love to play in that type of offense. And I, I, I think you look at a guy like Baker Mayfield when he was in college. And um, I, I mean, right before we went on, I watched all the, the Rose Bowl highlights from last year where they went, they lost in double overtime. Um, and I think he would love to play in that offense. I think you get to show your skill. You get to just, and, and, and everybody who plays in this offense talks about it. You know, we believe we can score every time we touch the ball, no matter who we're playing against. And that's because the offense is so exciting. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everybody does their job. The type of mentality that Gutenkunst has shown that he wants to get going on this team, plus the type of offense that has shown that just like is explosive, is fun to play in, people want to are envious of it and want to be on that team. Um, you know, just like we've seen with the Chiefs, I, I think that's what uh, he could bring to the table potentially. And I think you know Rogers is going to buy in, man. Rogers wants to secure his legacy. I think he checked out a little bit the past couple years because, you know, he's, <coughs> he's in that LeBron zone of, of thinking about the next phase of his career. But, you know, LeBron's got a few championships in a couple of different places. And uh, I think Aaron wants that too. I think Aaron wants um, to prove that, that he's the best. And uh, it's, it's really tough for him losing to teams like the Cardinals or, just being put in ridiculous situations by a coach who's not maximizing his talent. And, uh, you know, I believe in him. I believe in the buy-in. And I believe he's going to stick around, if not for the, that, that life-changing money, um, because I think he loves playing football. And uh, I think we're going to see that uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, I think we'll see glimpses of that, and I think we'll definitely see that um, if we get a good – uh, organizational kind of decision where everybody's moving forward together in the next few months. All right. My one other question regarding him. Um, Cause you know what? I'm going to, I'll be honest. You've, you've made me kind of like him a little bit. Uh, not that I didn't like him. I just, I fear with the college ranks. Um, yeah. I was skeptical, man. I was skeptical. Here's my main question. Would he be willing to leave Oklahoma to come to Green Bay? Now, wait, hold on. Obviously, it's professional. It's more money. He's still going to an incredible organization, incredible franchise, all that stuff like that. But the head coach of Oklahoma is next level. You know, it's like one of those few colleges where you can really – cement yourself as being legendary and you don't have that fear of going to the NFL and potentially failing. And then it's hard to get back into the the collegiate ranks because you have this, this bad taste in everyone's mouth. You know, Oklahoma's Oklahoma. I mean, that's a pretty legit job starting something there and he's got good classes coming in. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's not necessarily more money. And that's true. Yeah. And even when I said it, I was like, yeah, it's probably not that much more, but, 
Uh, I mean, that's, you know, you, he could bring Oklahoma back to, you know, classic Oklahoma stands or, or to be the team that surpasses the, you know, the Alabama and, and is that next dynasty. Um, you know, that that's what it looks like Oklahoma is, is starting to build. Uh, they've had a little bit of a time of, you know, off, a couple off years here, but then they built right back up the last couple of years. And um, that's my other question too, is I, I just don't know if, is is going to Green Bay? Well, okay. Let me let me give you enough to take him away. Can I give you more reasons to like him? Sure. So so he was a walk on quarterback at a little school called Texas Tech in uh, yeah. I think like two thousand one two thousand two. Um, a walk on quarterback for a guy uh, named Mike Leach, who is <laughs> an absolute madman of a coach. Yeah. And uh, crazy they, smart as shit. Yeah, very, very smart. And they got very close. And Lincoln Riley talks about their relationship a lot and, uh, you know, the kind of philosophies that he instilled in him. Um, later on, he uh, was, a, was an OC quarterbacks guy at uh, an Eastern Carolina team that was really funky back in the day with, like, Justin Hardy and Dwayne Harris. Uh, they did a lot of cool stuff. And then Bob Stoops was like, hey, just, like, come watch how I coach. And, uh, you know, just walk around with me and, and follow me around and, uh, you, know, you know, just to coach some offense, you know, maybe coaching quarterbacks, whatever. Uh, now, now be my offensive coordinator. Oh, by the way, I'm retiring. And he kind of told everybody at the same time, <laughs> including Lincoln Riley. Like, he really didn't have a lot of uh, notice. Like, he's tying his tie in the, in the elevator. He's talked about this uh, as he goes down to the press conference. And um, that that kind of transition is a little bit crazy, but it's not unprecedented at Oklahoma. I mean, you look back like Barry Switzer and, and Bob Stoops himself when he came in um, like 98 or 99 or something. Um, and they hung out for a long time before they uh, either retired in Stoops case or, or transitioned to NFL in Switzer's case. And uh, that's the, it, it's, it's a new age, you know, he's a young guy, but, yeah, it's it's a challenge. It's like I'm looking at a, a Monday morning quarterback article right here that says Nick Saban coaching the Green Bay Packers makes makes sense. And you know, that's that's more far fetched to me. Uh but um yeah, it's hard to kind of pull these guys away from these situations. I think if if uh I believe they got a playoff slot, did they not? I think if they if they win a national championship, that'll be interesting. Um, maybe his legacy is secured there and he'll be ready to move on. Um, but, but maybe not. Um, I don't know. I just think having an opportunity to work with Aaron Rodgers, uh, Kyler Murray is moving on next year as well. Um, their quarterback is going to play baseball. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I really think the interview process and all the rumor mill stuff uh, is going to be kind of, you know, explodey and, and, and in the, in the bad way, you know, like your, your Aaron Rodgers sexuality rumors, your, your Brett Favre, uh, you know, hitting on like retail employees around the Green Bay area rumors, your, you know, just these like these rumors that kind of just come out when we're in turmoil, but uh, it's an exciting time. I think we have a lot of opportunities here. And I think, I think Lincoln Riley is a guy that, that I think, fits 
right now for, for what we're doing. But, you know, Goot could have an idea, like a couple different tweaks to this roster, a couple free agents that we could target, and it could be a whole new ball game. And, you know, I'm also assuming that we're able to retain Mike Patton um, in that situation. So maybe we go with a defensive guy. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Piggybacking on that point, James Jones went on uh, NFL Network and was talking about how he thought that the Packers should look more for a defensive-minded coach, focus on shoring up a top-10 defense, and then bringing in an offensive coordinator that you know can work with Aaron Rodgers and let Aaron Rodgers and the offensive coordinator do their thing. Uh, I partly agree with that. You know, I, I think the big issue, you know, the last few years is McCarthy having his hand in the offense. And I think that's been kind of a, a struggle. Um, so I don't totally disagree with that thought process. And I think that's very, very possible. Um, but I, I think we all want to see some sort of extremely awesome offensive change, I guess, in the most juvenile way of saying it. Um, because we, we just, we've had these like last three or four years of just dull offensive play and that being done with, you know, arguably the best quarterback of all time. I think it's well, what, disgusting. What, personally. what were the, what were the, what are the best defenses in the league right now? Wh- who do you think they are? Do you um, think the Vikings still have one of the best defenses in the no. league? Well, I have I th- the Vikings. I have the Vikings and the Jaguars in fantasy football, and they're not doing that great. So, right. that they're not that good. Um, right. I think it's. I think it's hilarious because I don't know if this is the point you're going to, but you look at last year. The, the thing I kept bringing up at the end of the year was three out of the four teams in the playoffs in the divisional championships were all defensive-minded teams: the Jaguars, the Vikings, and the, and the Eagles. Um, all three of those teams huge slump on the defensive side. I mean, the Eagles, not nearly. Jaguars have struggled a lot. Um, you know, and the Vikings, I think, have taken a, a pretty big dip, too, in their defensive. But I, I still think the, the best, uh, the best the, the offenses that I would have liked to have seen in the NFC Championship game were the, the Saints and the Eagles. Saints should have won yeah. that game, right? For and sure. the Saints and the Eagles had the most exciting offenses, and they always do. And or they don't always do, but but the last year I think that that's that Eagles offense was pretty innovative and awesome, right? You you enjoyed watching that Philly special. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Um, and the Patriots lose, which is great. But but yeah, what all three of those offenses have in common is that you know they believe they can score on anybody at any given time. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who they're playing against. And wow. you saw that last week when the Vikings and the and the Patriots played. Yeah, that defense was non-existent. Negative, negative points in fantasy, as I know all too well as well. <laughs> um, all right, so you you're you're riding the Lincoln Riley train, um, which I well, I, I still like McDaniel's, and I, I just as a, as a, from a football point, and and I agree that it, it leaves a weird taste in my mouth. Um, yeah. But maybe I think that can be resolved from both sides. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I love Lincoln Riley, and I've and it's it's been a it's been only a couple days uh, of a man crush, but uh, it's very strong and uh, it's fired up. I'm introducing it to my parents this weekend, so I'm pretty excited about it. That's exciting, dude. Yeah, I mean it's a little weird in between holidays, but you know, go for it. Um, you know what? It's it's a special it's a special thing. It's how we're doing it now in Packer world. It's cutthroat. 
We got to move fast. We got to move fast. Things are happening fast. Um, all right. I'm going to throw out a name. Uh, I posted his picture on Facebook the other day. I'm sure most people um, that follow I tried him. to figure out who that was. You did not know who that was. Was that like a year or two old? Uh, might have been, but the guy is still there. He's still. He's still with the Rams. Yes. So it wasn't Matt LaFleur. No. Do I have somebody that you don't know about? It's not the run game or the pass game guy. Is it a defensive guy? No, it's not a defensive guy. He's a special teams guy? Not a special teams guy. My voice can't get higher than that, man. I don't know who it is. I was, I was, hoping, I was hoping they could see one more octave higher there. Um, Zach Taylor uh, with the Rams. Uh, he is the uh, newly promoted quarterbacks coach. Uh, last year, he was the assistant wide receivers coach, uh, straight from McVay, and a mastermind. Uh, what, what's his experience? What, what? Okay, so here's here's how I'm going to tie the whole shebang bang together. You just okay. talked about how much you love the Eagles and a little bit with the Oklahoma thing. So let me just kind of bring this all together for you. Zach Taylor, um, quarterbacks coach under McVay. He's McVay's prodigy if you will um so from 2005 2006 he played uh collegiately for the university of nebraska but he is a native of norman oklahoma so you're talking football running through there all day every day uh comes from a big family of 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 athletes uh here's all tied to the eagles his brother press taylor um which is an awesome name he's been with the eagles for the last five years uh, quarterbacks coach this year and then the last two years he was offensive quality control and assistant quarterbacks coach so okay. he's a part of that that scheme uh, now it's his brother and I know it's not him but brothers don't shake hands brothers hug um, comes from a huge family uh, Press Taylor like I said quarterbacks coach for the Eagles his dad was a defensive back and a captain for Oklahoma under Barry Switzer. Um, his sister is a, K- a Special Olympics swimmer. Um, and then his youngest sister, Quincy, uh, resides in Oklahoma City. He doesn't do much. So Why would you? Problem. You don't need to include that part. I know. I don't, that doesn't I, help your I, case. I'm just reading it, and I thought I would – she probably doesn't get a lot of love, okay? She, yeah, okay. If, All if right. The only thing on Wikipedia is that you reside in Oklahoma. It sucks, you know, after all that, before that. Anyway, Quincy, if you're um, listening, we love you. We got your back, dude. And all, I, I don't know if it's – I'm guessing it's – yeah, it's a sister. Quiz sister. Um, I'm going to follow her on Twitter, you know, and we're going to get her on the show, and we're going to get Quincy uh, up, to, up to speed. Um, I would love to hear her insight on these bros. I think it's pretty crucial. Maybe I'll, I'll sneak that on there. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's up and rising, uh, real young guy. Um, 35, which I guess isn't that young anymore in, in head coaching lifestyle. Um, but he started off as a graduate assistant back uh, with Texas A&M um, in 2008 through 2011. So he worked with uh, Tuberville. Um, Tuber, Tuberville. 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 Is it, is it Tuber or is it Tuber? Tommy Tuberville. Uh, t- Tuberville, he uh, visually, initially, uh, initially brought him on uh, to Cincinnati and then Went with uh, Texas A&M under uh, – you want to you hear how this is really going to blow your mind now? 
Sure. He was the assistant coach. Uh, my Zach Taylor uh, at Texas A&M serving under former head coach Mike Sherman. So bringing it back again. Right. Okay. Who is his father-in-law? Oh. So I just brought Philly, Oklahoma, the Shermanator, and Quincy all to the plate. What are you going to do about it? Uh, I'm hoping we can. I'm hoping we can swing a midseason Johnny Manziel trade. <laughs> I mean, from I'm the, Mont- the I'm Montreal like, Alouettes. I mean, since we, uh, you know, feel like it's so important to uh, to get rid of dynamic players. I mean, he could be our Taysom Hill. Our Taysom Hill, baby. You know, just saying. Swiss Army um, Blade taking the ball out of the greatest quarterback's hands. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, uh, Zach Taylor, keep an eye on him. Keep just know the name. I can't. Why don't, why don't we go after the the press Taylor, the guy with the better name? Because I did all this work on this one, so. Oh, okay. All right. It was like, all right. Don't be a jerk about it. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> just saying, the other guy won a Super Bowl. Ah, I know. Okay, how about we just go after any of the Taylors? Yeah. Quincy except- Quincy included. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm down. I'm just saying. That's, that's an idea. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's an interesting name. It's, a, it's one that's out there. It's one that I'm, I'm kind of following. And, and to be honest, the number one reason is because he's affiliated to Sean McVay. And yeah, you want to get some of that juice, for sure. I, I, would, I would probably uh, leave my wife for Sean McVay if the – the offer presented itself. I'm, I'm just saying. Does she listen to the show? No, she doesn't. So All she's right. good. Thank God. Yeah. I don't think she'd care either, to be totally honest. But um, but there, there's our two. There's our two candidates this week. Um, I'm sure as the weeks progress, you know, we'll probably have a few more. Because uh, let's be honest. I think right now at this juncture in the season, um, I think our focus is, is – mainly next year and i'm not saying i'm quitting not yeah saying i'm done blaine don't get mad um but what i'm trying to say is i think i think more of us are focused now on who's the next coach where are we going as opposed to what's going to happen i will say this one other thing about you know the up the rest of the season i love what goot is doing by putting guys on ir early i was just gonna say this yeah letting some of his practice guys come up and get some opportunities and some reps. I love it. Something that we never used to do and I never quite understood it. But then again, we usually always were in the playoffs. Um, but I, I'm super excited about it. If it was up to me, I would freaking IR Adams and I would IR Clark and I would IR freaking Rogers. And I would, I would take all of that talent and, and hide it because, you know, Andy Herman on Twitter said that, you know, if someone were to tear an ACL, they wouldn't make it back until mid-season next year. And I just don't think that it's worth it. Um, but I also don't – I'm not a firm believer of just calling it quits. But really excited about seeing some of the guys come up and get an opportunity. Uh, Kendall Donerson, seventh-round pick from the other year ago, that's going to be real excited. I'm excited to see him. Um, there's some talent there. So it, it'll be – Finally fun. brought in a fullback. Yes. That's – I was like, wow. That is, uh, I think that was one of Goot's number one moves. 
that could be helpful when we're trying to get out of our own end zone or on uh, fourth and inches. We run single back, the deep seven yard. A deep single back, <laughs> halfback right. toss pass. The only, we'd only be so lucky to have a halfback toss pass. Yeah, it's no, crazy. It's just, it's, um, I, I think that we're in for a ride. I think it's going to be crazy. Do you think, okay, do you think that it's going to be like right out the gate, season's done, we sign somebody? Or do you think we're going to play play the game and, and, and browse our options for for a while? Well, I think, I think we're actually – we're seeing it already. I think we're going to see a lot of transparency uh, from Murphy and Goot um, about the process, and I like that a lot. Yeah, um, and I think, yeah, they're going to, like, keep us abreast of, like, what's going on. Um, additionally, I think the reasons why I am more excited and hopeful than not is that, you know, this is – you know, you can't really – I mean, tanking isn't like a real thing in the NFL, but um, rebuilding and reloading and doing things like that is, uh, is, and you can do it quickly. And I think that we're already kind of in the midst of that with these moves and with like the, the IRing and the, and the stuff like that and kind of, and the firing of, of, of Mike early. Uh, I think you kind of see that, there's that shift and that, that kind of like we're getting the wheels in motion there uh, into those types of changes. And I think if you look around the league, there are a lot of pretenders. Um, <clears throat> Mitch Trubisky saying he's on the best team in the NFC. Yeah, you know, I don't, you know, who am I to say, right? We're, I'm a Packers fan. Uh, and, uh, but I think there's a lot of pretenders and uh, I don't think, uh, that we're going to be seeing a lot of deep runs from a lot of these surprise teams into the playoffs. But, uh, you know, you never know. But um, I think, like, you know, we would have been a pretender had we been, you know, nine and seven. So, you know, I, I, I think we needed to make some changes, and I'm glad we've done that. It's all happening, man. It's coming. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a hell of an off season for us. It is. It's going to be – it's exciting. You know, usually we, I take a break. Usually I, you know, kind of wait for a while. Then I kind of come back for the draft. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a relaxing time. I don't think it's going to be very relaxing this year. I usually just bulk up. But this year I'm going to, I'm going to stay lean. I'm going to stay yeah, lean and you're ready. You're going to need to. You're going to need yeah. to stay lean. I would uh, – I'll send you a couple cases of Monster um, just because that's what – I'm, hold, I'm holding you to that. Damn it. <laughs> I got to buy a case of Monster. Son of a... But uh, gotta... no, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of cap space. We got the draft picks, a ton of draft picks coming up. We got an interesting draft. You know, we have the potential. We have the kind of the picks to, to make that, that drastic move into the top three if need be. Um yeah, so so the reason why I I, I brought up Lincoln Riley is because I, I said you know he takes away the need to go out and get a really dominant offensive lineman in that first round, which yeah. means you can consolidate those picks that you have and go up and get one of those top three uh, defensive line or edge talents, and uh, yeah, that that's what excites me the most about that. It all comes back to Lincoln, man. 
Can you can you envision? Can you close your eyes and truly envision Lincoln Riley, head coach, Green Bay Packers? Yeah, I can picture him like chest bumping Aaron Rodgers or doing that thing where they jump up and hit shoulders. Yeah, or doing the arm I thing where they like meet they meet elbow pockets in the air. You know, ah, oh, that would be great. We even just had after a, touchdown, after touchdown, after yeah, touchdown. We had like an active quarter or coach in a long time. Yeah, there's no way that McCarthy was jumping up and doing like the the bro <laughs> shoulder bump. Like that would have been bad. No, I felt like, you know, if you dumped too much Gatorade on him, he was going to go down. So, (laughs) Uh, But he did have the curse of the the Wisconsin head coach, and I think he put on a good 50 pounds since he was here. So you look back at those old uh, pictures of him when he first started, he was not nearly as big. Yeah, I mean, he does. We all go through it. I mean, I'm currently going through it, but I'm doing it because I've applied. I've applied to be that coach, so – I want to fit all the right needs. I've my wife says I already have all the jackets and sideline gear that I need. So the jackets are really important. Yeah, I live with those. Those are those are my go-to outfits. So I get uh, called Mike McCarthy a lot. Which I would Tom Landry it. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go suit and tie. I'm gonna go tuxedo. You're definitely a Tom Landry type. So. Maybe tuxedo. Maybe make it extra formal. <laughs> Fledged tux. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's a culture change. Just throw my cummerbund when we <laughs> give up the long pass. Ride out on a horse. That's how you arrive to the sideline on horse. Fred, come on. Let's be realistic. Okay. Damn it. I just thought Oklahoma, you know, boomer, sumer, like just No? Okay. Well, it was worth a try. Anyway, um... I do think we should get some cannons. We need some cannons or more pyrotechnics mm. for, for in, in Lambeau. Like, we got we to gotta step it up. Yeah, a cannon that shoots cheese. <laughs> or like a cheese slide. <gasps> yeah. Just a monster cheese fountain. Just the, the, the combined... Uh, are you saying like the monster energy drink but cheese flavored yeah we've gone we've gone too far now um all right any final thoughts before we uh decide to jump off and uh come up with Just, new names for next week you know pack nation i think i think there's more reason to be hopeful than not uh we should be excited uh, i think we got we're in good hands and you have to believe that if you don't already uh and uh, we're going to be fine. Everything, everything is going to be fine. This is great. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm super excited. I don't have any like, – I'm not nervous. I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. This needed to happen. It's happened. The culture change is coming. Things are changing. It's going to be for the good. And you know what? If it's not, it's not. But I think we're going to be just fine because when it comes down to it, we still have number 12, and that makes a big difference. So – uh, that being said, we will be back next week to uh, talk a little bit about what happens on Sunday with Atlanta and, and hopefully uh, bring you guys a few more names for the uh, coaching carousel. All good? Go Pack Go. Yep. Go Pack.